Welcome to the Cobra Cast with the present VP. For this episode, we would like to thank these valued partners. Is your scratched window ruining your view? Starting from scratch to your experts at removing scratches from windows and any glass surface. Whether it's general scratches around the home or a knife graffiti tag shop front, they can remove it. They're also helping the environment by saving the window from being dumped into landfill while bringing the glass back to its former glory without the scratches. Don't replace your scratched window. Repair it with Starting From Scratched, your glass and scratch removal specialist for home, shop fronts and cars. Call today for a quote, 87595629 or find out more at startingfromscratch.com.au. Once airborne, we'll let you know when you may use approved electronic devices, but note that some items may not be used. Welcome to the 65th episode of the Cobra Cast with the Prez and VP. I'm the host, Ricky Rifty the Prez Logan. I got my co host, Ricky Et Dog VP Etridge. Uh, welcome, mate. And, mate, we're going on our next, our final stop in our, our Canada week. Before I get into that, mate, I was getting ready to cut you off and go, mate, 65th. Come on, get right. But yeah, you nailed it. But we are, Hold mate. On, Back across the east coast, mate, towards Toronto to the Grand River Gargoyles. Yeah, it's... Uh, what a name. When you, when you came across this name, you're like, we've got to get these guys on. And then when we find out the story behind they got why they chose the Gargoyles and where their first logo came from, we're like, that's pretty gold because I grew up watching the Gargoyles cartoon when I was a kid. And yeah. So it's, it's, it's a little cool. bit. Unf- it's a bit unfair that when we record these intros, you've j- majority of the time you've just edited them, so you oh. know what you know what's happened. I'm sitting there going, I'm not. I don't remember. This is two months ago we recorded this. How did they get the name? But yeah, I remember now. Well, maybe it's a bloody good show. Pay I paid more attention. It, Jeez, go. We've recorded about a hundred, <laughs> hundred and fifty since then. <laughs> but, um, but you mentioned before we get into Grand River and a bit of about them before we get into it. So. As of next week, next week we're uh, we're just restructuring the podcast again. There's been uh, I think about a hundredth time we've restructured release date. So, as effectively footy season, local footy season will now be starting to you know move into finals and drift off drift off into the off season. We decided we're going to cut back to two a week. So, we're going from Monday night, Wednesday night, and Friday night releases to Monday night and Thursday night releases. So, as of next week, going to be two a week. Except when we have a player on. Every once, maybe every three weeks, we're going to throw a player out there on the Friday. So, for example, next week we've got the Munich Kangaroos on the Monday, the uh, St. Petersburg Cats on the Thursday, and then our one and, our one and own Buff on the Friday. So, you, you would notice, so don't, don't know the people you know, via their computer screen ready Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You're going to need to adjust to Monday, Thursday, and every so often a Friday. Yeah, yeah, mate. I'm sure they'll be all right. We'll just, you know, just gonna the, trickle the, it out the, a bit. You know, the plan you, is uh, once we sort of hit that November, December area where footy is really taking a back step, and let's be perfectly honest, here, mate. We're gonna need a break before we start gearing up for season 2021. Now we're gonna cut back to one a week. Then maybe, you know, once a fortnight, some weeks. But we're going to try and keep at least one a week. But obviously with how, you know, life 
evolving every so often and fingers crossed by bloody December we're able to leave our houses. It gets to December, we can't leave our houses. Expect five a week. <laughs> yeah, well, mate, we've still got 100-odd clubs in Europe alone to do so. Um, but, mate, we've got some big ones coming up. We've got some good stuff in the bank. Um, we've had some great chats this weekend. We've we just chatted with Fiji. We've chatted with a club in France. I'm not even going to attempt to say their name again. Um, Bayonne Turtles? Turtles? Something like that. Okay. And And... A club in Sweden, and I'm going give that yeah. one a crack. The Bulldogs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, but but, I know that I know that Wednesday night was my podcast recommendation night. But I just want to remind everybody, the fourth and long podcast. You and myself uh, appeared on that the other day. We spoke about our footy career. We spoke about the mighty Sandown Cobras, and remind people to go back and have a listen to the fourth and uh the fourth and long podcast. And one thing I, it's been rude of me not to mention all week. Last weekend, we shut off our little, you know, our international beanies and stuff like that. I just want to point out to the blokes that are the Cardiff Panthers that get used to seeing the beanies sit behind me because I've decided that any club that sends us anything now, mate, that's going to be the backdrop. You send, you send the Cobra cast and fresh bloody some gear, mate. We'll be wearing it. It'll be behind me. Put it behind you. Once we get to the club rooms, mate, we'll put it up and display in the club rooms. Yeah, nice. All right, cool. Yeah, but, um, anyway, yeah, thought I'd point that out because, hey, as I said the other week, mate, I've sold me soul for a can of Coke. Well, <laughs> it's, it's true. But, all right, let's get into this one. Let's uh, round out this Canada week with the Grand River Gargoyles. Uh, enjoy this one. Uh, uh, am I your friend, mate? Sorry, am I your friend, buddy? I'm not your buddy guy. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be kind of the week without that, mate. <laughs> All right. So, we'll see you later. And catch you on the next one. <laughs> All right. So, today we're joined by two guests from all the way over in uh, Toronto. They're from the Grand River Cal- uh, Gargoyles in Canada. Uh, we have the president, Kyle Beans Mundell. <laughs> and uh, the coach, Aiden McQuaid. How are you going? Doing good. Good, thanks, guys. Ah, thanks for joining us. We're keen to learn a bit about the Gargoyles. Um, when we came across you guys, Ed Dog was pretty excited by the name Gargoyles. So that's <laughs> uh, quite unique, but we'll get into that later. later. But um, first of all, we'd like to know how you guys even come across Aussie Rules in Toronto in the first place. As individuals? Yeah. Yep. So. Well, I'll let Beans go first. Yeah, sure. I think I just uh, probably came home from the bar one night in October, late, like at 1 or 2 in the morning, the grand final would have been on. I think it was, it might have been Sydney or Hawthorne. I can't remember who was playing that year, but saw it. And it was just after I was kind of done my hockey career. So looked into it, saw if there was a league in Canada. There was one in Ontario. There was a team in where I was going to school. So. Uh, it was a pretty good fit. And as soon as I started playing, fell in love with it immediately and haven't looked back since. Yeah, and I, I, uh, I had just finished school and uh, kind of moved to Guelph, uh, where the Gargoyles were switch- situated uh, first. Uh, and then, do you guys know what Kijiji is? No, so Kijiji is kind of like Craigslist in uh, the U.S. 
basically, I was just trying to find like a ball team or anything like that. And there was an ad on there that said, uh, learn Aussie rules football. So I looked it up on YouTube, saw some big hits, big marks. And I said, that's what I'm going to play. And then I just started, found the club, Guelph. And ever since then, I've just fell in love with it as well. No, that's awesome. I've mentioned before, someone else has had a similar story. that They found a, a team on Craigslist. Someone was looking for players. And I said, the only sort of time we've ever heard about Craigslist and things like that in Australia is people getting catfished. So I'm glad you weren't catfished and that you were, you know, they weren't looking for someone to play ball games at they were actually looking for someone to play Aussie rules. <laughs> yeah, so some 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 of the older some of the older guys on the they don't play anymore, but they all they all rag me because I found all my friends on basically Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all right. This is as long like I said, as long as you actually come come to Aussie rules, that's the main thing. And you weren't, you know, anything could have happened. Which uh, it's good that you found footy um, and. Kyle's the president of the club. So how did the uh, Gargoyles get founded, founded in the first place? Uh, it was two guys, two brothers, Bruce and Rich Parker. Uh, they were playing for a club in Toronto at the time, and they had a bunch of friends in Guelph. Um, so in 2001, they uh, left their team in Mississauga. I don't know if, I don't know if you knew they were living in Guelph already or if they just kind of knew people out there and then, uh, Rich, Rich, his brother was living in Guelph, and then uh, Bruce was living in Mississauga, and uh, basically moved to Guelph, and now he's back in Mississauga. <laughs> yeah, Bruce, who founded the Gargoyles, has also found another team in Toronto called the Central Blues. He's got his hand uh, all over the league. That's good. More clubs means you know, more uh, games for other clubs to play, I guess. Um, so how do you know who the first game was against, and how did they go? Yeah, the first game was actually against Bruce and Rich's old club, the Mississauga Mustangs, called the High Park Demons now. Um, I think we had 14 guys. And looking at the list, the list from round one to round two was pretty dramatically different. The round two was kind of closer to what it became for the years to come. Um, but it was relatively close. I think they lost, was it 6-4-42 to 3-4-24 or something? So not too bad. Yeah, not too bad at all. How, do you know how many players they had back then? Uh, to start, they were kind of scraping by, getting like 16 to 18 a game. And then as the 2000s kind of rolled on, became a lot stronger. And then through the 2010s to about 2015, 16, pretty strong again with 25, 30 plus. Uh, we're sitting around 30 now. Um, so it's been consistent for the most part over the 20 years. How hard is it to get players? Uh, I don't know if it's hard. It's a lot of word of mouth uh, that we rely on. It's a lot of talking to your friends and just getting them out once. And if you can get them out once, they kind of get hooked, right? Um, sometimes people are a little worried about contact. You've played sports all your life and you kind of, once you get to 20, 25, you kind of want to give your body a rest, right? Um, I don't know. Mac, yeah, you- Aussie, Aussie Rules kind of has a reputation over here as being kind of a hard-hitting game. Um, so when you kind of tell people about Aussie rules, they're kind of like, well, there's no rules, no nothing. So they kind of get scared away from it until they actually learn the game and learn what it's all about. Um, we've definitely been through some hard years. We've gone ups and downs and, uh, definitely, definitely word of mouth and getting friends out to, uh, keep playing. Well, you're the second 
Canadian club that we spoke to that said a very similar thing that, you know, they look at the game as this sort of no rules, you know, pretty crazy. And for us, we go in a place where ice hockey is your main sport, where guys nearly get killed on the ice, they drop the gloves and start start throwing punches and then they sit in the sin bin for a couple of minutes. Uh, we think most of the blokes playing uh, ice hockey have got to be freaking nuts. So it's, it's, it's funny that Canadians look at our game in a similar way that we look at ice hockey, that, that um, it baffles us, to be honest. Absolutely. And, and that's what I know as when I talk to people, I try to talk them out of uh, essentially saying like, you know, people, people are playing over here and I'm sure it's the same in Australia. And I know it's the same in Australia because I know some people over there, but they play well into their forties, you know, uh, where, where you well, past, well past 40. Yeah. And, and you really don't get that in hockey here. Like at the at kind of a competitive level, I guess you could say. Hockey's pretty rough on your knees and your hips, right? Um, I find the easiest comparison in hockey, a lot of the contact goes with the flow of the puck or with the flow of the game. And it's, I find at least it's similar in Aussie rules. There's very rarely is there a head on head collision kind of thing, right? It's a lot of fighting for a position underneath the contest or it's uh, like bumping somebody going for the ball on the ground, just similar. Like if you're going for a puck in the corner, you're just trying to establish body position as you get the race. Yeah. It's cool that you've been able to find some uh, crossover between your hockey play and, and Aussie rules. And, I guess, mate, there's folks that are still playing well into their 50s and 60s over here. So they've actually had to start new age groups because there's guys well into their 60s that just don't stop playing and, and never will. And um, so, yeah, you can uh, just try and get some footage of these old blokes running around still playing and share it with your guys and say, see, at 30 years old, there's no excuse not to be playing a, a sport like Aussie rules. So um, as... When we started recording, Rifty mentioned that I, when I come across the name the Gargoyles, I was like, that is one of the cooler names we've come across. It's very unique. Do you know like why they chose the Gargoyles and why they chose the colours of the club? Uh, yeah, like I can answer that. Um, so Bruce, Bruce Parker, basically, he was kind of a goth kind of uh, person. So he was very into, you know, metal and everything else. But he was also into Gargoyles. So when he started his own team, he basically loved the gargoyles. He loved the creature of gargoyles, and that's how that came about. Um, and our original was actually uh, from the Disney. Remember the Disney gargoyles? Yep. Yeah. So that was actually our first uh, emblem or uh, <laughs> thing on our on our on our jerseys. Um, so he was he was huge into that. And then uh, basically colors was just because uh, the Brisbane Lions hadn't been chosen in our league yet. Um, so, and I I. I I haven't played since the beginning, but uh, I believe at the beginning, uh, some of the AFL teams were kind of sending over some old jerseys to the teams. So at that stage, it was easy to pick a team that would be able to kind of give us some jerseys back then. Yeah, nice. So what about the club song for the for the Gargoyles? Have you got a club song you sing when you win games? Yeah, it's the same as your club, actually. It's uh, a song, but... Instead of Thor Tiger, it's Gargoyle. And then instead of saying yellow and black, we say we're on the attack. Other than that, it's the exact same. But you guys sing it way better than ours, that's for sure. <laughs> that's debatable. That's debatable. We'll have a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, like, guys don't know the words half the time. It's like, like, <laughs> afterwards or whatever. But, you know, to get half of the season, 
we start to learn, especially the rookies and sophomores, right? That's right. We've got a few players that still don't know the words and they just do the the little uh, war cries and ba-ba-ba and stuff at the start and yeah, they just sort of uh, shout out and scream at the end. But uh, And you got guys that, are, you know, absolutely hate Richmond with a passion so they, they don't want to sing the song at all. But. <laughs> oh, I hate Richmond, but it's possibly the, great, the best theme song in the AFL. And Absolutely. Just, just how it runs and that little last little bit of you know, yellow and black or whatever you know, that part is, you know, it's pretty bloody cool, I reckon. Yeah, I couldn't think of it. I hadn't, hadn't sang it for a few weeks. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but whereabouts do you guys get to train them and play games? Uh, so we we train right now in uh, Cambridge which is pretty close to one of our sponsored pubs that we kind of get to go to. Um, so the last couple of years we've trained in Cambridge. Uh, before that, we were kind of in Kitchener area. Um, and then, so we basically, we train on uh, soccer fields, like school soccer fields. Um, we were training on an AFL, like on our home turf. Uh, but then, you know, Frisbee kind of took over that and we kind of got shafted a bit. So. Unfortunate. I'm sure the footy team could have uh, persuaded the frisbee players to find somewhere else. Get it, you know. Can't imagine this. Yeah, we, we we definitely could have, but we're a peace we're peaceful people. Just grab that frisbee and throw it over the <laughs> fence or something. <laughs> Go catch this. So, how hard is it for you guys to get like playing gear and training gear? Playing gear. I mean, the only thing you really need are kits and boots right just kind of other than ordering jerseys and shorts every few years that we need them or whatever um it's up to the individual to get their own cleats or shoes wherever they want to use um our league supplies us every year with three footies so that's how we kind of keep our footy count up um other than that just space footies and boots yeah very nice it's good that the league helps out with footies i know a lot of clubs around the world are you know they're all right, someone's coming back from Oz, fill a suitcase with footies and bring them back for us and things like that. So it's good that the league's uh, helping you out. Um, but you guys play in that AFL Ontario League. Uh, how much success have you guys had throughout the time? Uh, so in 19 years, uh, we made the finals seven times, uh, including the first year, actually in 2001. Uh, there's only seven clubs in AFL Ontario and four made it fourth um other than that it's been kind of sporadic we've made two prelims uh 04 and 2012 but uh nothing past that that's right well uh, hopefully you can uh, build the club up and get some more success but at the start you mentioned you came across footy from seeing the grand final at the pub and one of my favorite questions oh, okay ask. seriously mate this question <laughs> starting to get Closer and closer to the start. I'm getting pretty fucking annoyed with it, mate. <laughs> hey, come on. We're, I want to know. What do you guys do for grand final day? What's what's uh, <laughs> a grand final day look like in, uh, for the Gargoyles? Well, I, I get shafted into being coach. That's what it looks like. Grand final day or Ontario like grand final day? No, no. So Aussie rules grand final when that. AFL Grand Finals on. What do you guys do for 
Yeah, we, we usually just yeah we usually just get together at someone's house and uh, make a big deal of it and have a lot of drinks and you know stupid shit tends to happen. Uh, I mean, I signed away. They everyone was kind of harping on me to coach, and I ended up signing a napkin with uh, you know a, a, some lipstick. Um, we had a, we had a, we had a sober guy there, and I said if the sober guy drinks three beers in five minutes, I'll coach. I signed, I signed it, and the guy drank three beers in five minutes. So here I am coaching. <laughs> it starts at like 12.30 our time, right? 12.30 a.m., I think, on, I guess, Saturday morning. So we start at whatever time, Friday night, and then stay up as long as you can, especially like last year with the GWS Richmond game. I don't know how many people actually made it through the third and fourth quarter because the game <laughs> right? That was um... – Obviously, two thirty kickoff here. I don't reckon there's any blokes. My house made it through to third and fourth quarter. It was that bloody terrible. <laughs> but um, all right, now you can piss off with that question now, Rifty. But um, so sponsors. Is it hard for you guys to get sponsors? Most of our sponsors come through like club connections. Uh, like so, our sponsor pub right now, Ernie's Roadhouse in Cambridge, is owned by uh, one of the players. Started in two thousand one. Um, he played, he's played almost every single year, if not every single year so far. Um, other like construction companies that guys work for or like, uh, their parents own or whatever, like, um, that's pretty much how we get sponsorship. And it's usually just kind of, it helps pay our league fees or our field fees or, uh, whatever. Yeah, we always, we always try, we always try to get a brewery on board too. That's kind of key for us Canadians, and I'm sure you Aussies over there drinking beer all the time. That's, uh, I think, stock standard for the whole world. Every club we speak to around the world, <laughs> it's literally, as long as we have a pub on board as a sponsor, we don't care. We're good. Because like a exactly. lot of clubs, I'm not too sure about you guys, but a lot of clubs don't actually have social rooms. It's pretty much the ground they play on, and then they've got to go off to somewhere else to have their aftermatch functions and whatnot. So a lot of clubs need that pub close by to be able to actually go and be be as loose as they'd like to be after a game of footy without being told to nick off. Um, so you mentioned about uh, the um, grand final today and you can just really shove that question at your ass, Rifty. Um, but what do you guys do for functions? Like do you guys have like a ladies day or a presentation night type of stuff? Uh, the only real public thing we do is we did a beer pong tournament uh, just before last season, and it was really fun. There was a lot of a lot of people came out. We had kind of disorganized, weren't really the kind of chaos that came with it. Um, that was a great event last year. We'll, we would have liked to do it again. It would have been around now, but um, we'll have to reschedule or kind of rework the idea. Um, other than that, just personal trip. Um, yeah, we're we're going through a bit later. of a trend. We're going through a bit of a transition right now. Um, we've kind of switched. Uh, we have Waterloo Brewery kind of sponsoring us. Uh, we did have another brewery, and that was going on for a long time. And kind of three or four times a year, we used to have uh, brewery uh, brewery parties. So basically, invite your friends, come on over. It was $20, all you can drink. $10 went to the club. Um, so it was a great deal. And so it was great. It was great. Um, so we, hopefully we can get back to that situation where we can kind of have those brewery parties again. Yeah, but twenty bucks all you can drink, you'd bloody want you'd hope so. That's yeah. Sounds like my type of evening. Yes. Yeah. Or, or morning. They, they get pretty whatever time it is. <laughs> they get pretty they get pretty wild. 
Yeah, I reckon uh, be a few footy clubs sending bloody breweries broke with uh, only charging 20 bucks <laughs> for a week and drink. <laughs> Loosen a bit there. But um, what about a footy trip? Do you guys go on any uh, end-of-season trips or um, you know mid-season uh, games where you travel and stuff like that? So since I joined, uh, we never did one postseason. It was usually a preseason one. But this year, just passed, actually went down to Notre Dame University in Indiana. Um, one of our former players is a punter for the University of New Mexico, and they were up in Indiana playing them. So we went down and watched. Um, and the people who went down had a fantastic time. So we're looking to make that maybe a trend moving forward. Um, but the other big trip we have is going up to Blue Mountains. Um, maybe two and a half hours north of Guelph Kitchener. Um, and just stay up there in like a chalet for a weekend and just be with the boys. Oh, yeah. And, and again, we're, we're in a bit of a transition period, but we used to, we used to do like uh, the end of the year footy trips. And then we also used to do mad Mondays as well. Um, so we, we should really bring that mad Monday back here. Yeah. It's personally one, one of my other- favorite days of the year, mad Monday. One of our other biggest trips is uh, we also also have Ottawa in our league. And Ottawa, even from Toronto, which is the closest place to them, it's five and a half, six hours. So it's six and a half-ish. Um, so you get together in like bands or whatever. You all carpool together, stay in a hotel together. That's a good weekend as well. That's mid-season. That's a lot of fun too. But, but now you can't be hungover playing them because they're actually good. <laughs> yes. They used to be brutal. They won the last two years, I think. We would, we would drink 48 beers on the road up and then party and then play them the next day and then drink with them the next day. Now we can't do that. Yeah, they've, got, they've picked up their game, haven't they? They have. Oh, yeah. Now, that's, it's been a common thing with a lot of the teams that travel that some guys, you know, might might hit it a little bit too hard the night before and, um, you know, not quite be able to put their best foot forward the next day playing in games. You've got guys that have travelled over from you know, Scotland. They travel over to Prague. And some of the rookies and stuff think, oh, yeah, let's get on it the night before. And they're all spewing their guts up the next day trying to play footy and things like that. So <laughs> you you got you to gotta be, you know, pace yourself. I think. I think that's the key to it. Make sure you have it. Enjoy a good hard game and then enjoy yourselves afterwards. That's the key. Um, but what about positions? What what sort of positions have you guys played on the field uh, in your time? Uh, I was a defender from day one until last year. Coach McAleer moved me forward. Uh, I went from center half back to center half forward. So it's a fun transition. Everyone likes moving off the ground, right? Oh, was that? Um, did he put that in the contract in lipstick as well that he gets to go up forward? <laughs> <if> he... <laughs> No, we have all our talent is always wasted in the backfield, and I want to play aggressive, so I had to put uh, the talent up the field. Uh, yeah, no, I've played, uh, I mean, way back when, basically defense as well. That's kind of where I started, learned the game, and then had the opportunity to kind of get into the midfields. And I'm not a tall guy, but I ruck fairly well, so I've gotten to the ruck quite a bit as well. Um, and then, yeah. That's basically it. Never been offense. My rookie year, I was kick six goals, six games. Then they relegated me to the defense. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's a tough gig to be up there full time, mate. So uh, <laughs> it's it's happened to better players. You know, they go up forward, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're shafted. So don't feel bad, <laughs> mate. Um, 
I'm a full force. That's why I'm, that's why I'm saying it. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I gathered as much. <laughs> I, I think, figured you did. I just like to point it out in case someone hasn't, someone hasn't been listening to our shows. <laughs> you haven't, you haven't mentioned how many goals you kicked last year before you went down with the injury. This no, time, mate, so you, you, mate, do you want to tell them? You better mention how, how many it was. You can oh, fit it in later. I th- Maybe 12 goals. Mate, come on. A bit of respect to you, mate. <laughs> so, so last season, I went down. I ruptured my Achilles halfway through the third quarter of round two. And by that point in time, I'd already had 13 goals for the season. Nice. Game, and, game and a half, effectively. Two goals a quarter? I don't, I, don't, I don't play often, but as coach, I put myself up four and probably kick the same amount. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, what's your, been your biggest highlight playing footy across there? Uh, for me, then it has, hasn't been anything AFL Ontario related. It's been Team Canada related. We've had two um, like selection games for the international cups, and that's been easily some of the best athletic experience I've ever had. The intensity and passion of people all across Canada coming to Toronto um, to be selected for Team Canada. It's playing when you're playing. It, and players that are on your club team and just don't give a shit because you're trying to run them over because you have something to work for, right? And that's, that's for me, usually been the highlight of my uh, Osiris career. Yeah, the international, international Cups are definitely the highlights over here. Um, I played in 2014 for Team Canada. So, again, just being able to go over and really test your skills against kind of the best, obviously not Australia, but the rest of the world um, was definitely a highlight. Um, I guess I'd say the other highlight is kind of taking taking the um, like we had the best record in that 2012 2012 I think we had the best record in the league and you know that's that's a really good feeling to kind of go in we did obviously didn't win the grand final we kind of choked but still good to know that you're kind of the best of the season so that was that was a highlight as well yeah you understand so um, Baines you said that you tried out for the AFL Canada team uh, the International Cup. Did you make the Did you make the squad, or it hadn't been announced? It hadn't worked out yet because of COVID. Uh, I'd made it for this upcoming one. It was supposed to be in twenty twenty. Um, it was supposed to be five of us actually from the Gargoyles. We would have been the best represented club um, on Team Canada. I didn't make it in twenty seventeen, but the Gargoyles every single year that the International Cup has gone on, the Gargoyles have sent at least one to three plus a coach at points. Yeah, lovely. Um, so if they if it goes ahead in twenty twenty one because we know it's been rescheduled, you plan on heading across here for it? I plan to, yeah. Beautiful. Well, uh, when you do, mate, we'll hopefully see you. We're trying to work out a way we can get up there for a week. Um, but uh, you know, if you're coming across this far, mate, just make a quick pit stop down in Melbourne and come have a run down at Sandown, mate. We'll throw you a jumper and have a couple of beers <laughs> with you. You fly that far across the world, you might as well do some extra travelling, right? Well, that's it, man. Well, that's extra it, training. Yeah. You know, and, that's, 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 and that's actually one good thing, like going down there was seeing how you guys uh, treat footy down there as a, as a club atmosphere. You know, you guys got your club rooms and everything else and you're, you're kind of massage therapists and it was, it's actually good to see and it'd be nice to get, get to that uh, stage over here as well. Yeah. So who do you follow in footy, Baines? Uh, Swans are the team that I support. The most probably when I first started watching, Pike was still playing um, for Sydney, and they were in the middle of their like five-year run there from 12 to 16. And then um, once Essendon 
drafted Andrew McGraw. He's born just down the road here um, in Mississauga. I've kind of split for the most part whichever teams on I watch, and I try and watch as much as I can anyways, but uh, Sydney and Essendon are probably the two teams. I was going to say, the reason I asked, that's the next question, but the reason I was asking you first was, I was going to say, when you do make the pit stop down to Melbourne on that trip next season or next year, I was going to say, we're trying to even tee up and get you to a game at the MCG or Marvel, and then you said Sydney, and I was like, ah, I ain't going to watch that. But if you're watching Essendon, mate, I'll definitely take you, definitely come with you to an Essendon game. Um, that a boy. That's Mac's team. I'm going to guess that's obviously yep. your team too, Mac. Yep. Absolutely. See, Rifty? Okay, now you can just piss off, Rifty. Let's talk about the Bombers. So I've spent the last <laughs> handful of episodes literally sitting here as you chat to Carlton supporters, and I'm bored shitless. But how good is Andy McGrath? He's an absolute gem of a player, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, he's pretty fancy. He's nice to watch. Probably one of my favourites. Uh, uh, well, ask them their favourite player, and it can't be just the Canadian. Come on, ask who's been your favourite Essendon player uh, throughout your whole time following him. Ooh. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I have a favourite player. I wouldn't say... I'd say Akamanis is probably my favourite. Um, I just... I liked his toughness and how he played, and that's kind of where, you know, I I took everything from is how he played essentially. So, you, do you do a handstand after a game? I try, but <laughs> I'm not that athletic. That's <laughs> no, interesting that that he was he was a jet, and uh, he's probably a player that doesn't get that much uh, recognition when you're talking about great players and. His, uh, his time through when uh, Brisbane were absolutely dominating, he was a key to their success. So it's, uh, it's good when uh, different players pop up uh, as favourite players. Yeah, Akimanis, unfortunately, um, we sit here in Australia and we sit there and bang on about players are robots. You know, they need to be more, have a personality and whatnot. But Akimanis is a prime example why you can't have a personality because the reason people don't think about him, he gets overlooked as being such a great player was because of his personality and how outspoken type of person. So it just goes to show you, they bang on a bit, oh, they're robots, they need to have personalities. And then as soon as they get one that's a personality, they're just shot down in flames. Yeah, absolutely. And Beans will know that, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of outspoken, which is good and bad. Oh, that's good to hear. But well, now it's time to get to our favorite part where we get you to throw some of your teammates under the bus. Um, as we like to call it. Uh, so we've got, got some uh, questions for you that we want you to nominate your fellow teammates for. Uh, what's your first one, Ed Dog? Uh, we're more than happy for stories behind the reasoning as well, fellas. Uh, so what we'll do, we'll go Macker and then Beans just to make it easier for the flow. Um, so who at the Gargoyles would you say is the ladies' man? That's a tough one because I wouldn't say there's any ladies' mans on the team right now. Um, We've definitely had ladies' men, don't get me wrong. Um, I'd have to say Jezza. Are, you know, he's always got the pretty ladies by his side. They're not, they're not always coming, but they're there. We were sort of talking about it earlier. I feel like a good chunk of our team is all partnered up in some way. Um, but my vote would go for Eli. This kid, he's probably 20, but um, good-looking kid. He's goofy and just seems like everyone kind of likes him. He did well in the Ottawa, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. So how about the class clown? Uh, I would definitely go with our little Jamaican fella, uh, Hakeem. He's always wearing some sort of, I mean, he sticks balls up his shirt to act like boobs on the field. And 
You know, he sticks a feather, sticks a feather, sticks a feather in his ball cap every now and then and runs around. So I'd, I'd put him up there as our class clown. Yeah, that one's a layup. That's the key for sure. Yeah. First games uh, where most of us are at the field, like it's 45 minutes, 50 minutes to game time. And then our group chat, we got a message from Hakeem. Says, "Hey, does anyone want to pick me up a double double on the way over? He wants like a coffee with two sugars, two creams before a footy game." I mentioned it a couple of times. I love when we have two people on, and the person's first answer. You see the other bike just make massive smile on his face, nodding his head, going, "Yep, hundred <laughs> percent." Or when it's so quick, it's bang. There it is. They know who it is. But um, right, Rift, who is yeah. the next one, mate? Yeah, well, I'm a little bit disappointed that Beans wasn't uh, nominated for the ladies, man. I'm sure with that Mo, you know, he's getting a fair bit of attention from the ladies. But the recent, he's been taking, he's been, he's been taking, he's been taking for a long time now. Yeah. Um, but what about the party animal? Who's the biggest party animal at the club? Uh, I've gotten old, but I'd say I used to be definitely if uh, we were going that way. But um, I'd have to put that out to. I don't know, like venti, because I mean, if you ever watch him, he just drinks his uh, rum, drinks a bottle of rum, smokes like six cigars, and he doesn't even look drunk. And then he gets another bottle and keeps on going. So I don't know if that classifies as a party animal or just the man, the myth, legend. I don't know. There's two of them. There's venti and grande. The last name is grande, so we gave him the Starbucks coffee cup names. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so venti's the younger cousin, and Esther's older. And the same thing in this Blue Mountain trip. He was in the hot tub until 4.35 in the morning with this huge bottle of rum, smoking cigars, just having the time. Oh, that's, uh, that's gold. All right. Um, we'll get into the nicknames next. But who's, who's the uh, person that takes the game far too seriously? Uh, I'd go with our friend Fish. You know, he's pretty, he's pretty intense, comes from a football background. He's jacked, you know. We don't like when he takes off his shirt because he makes us all look like, you know, fat fuckers. But I don't know if we're allowed to swear. <laughs> nah, you're right. Die for it. But, uh, yeah, I'd say fish. He takes it pretty seriously. Yeah, his shirt lasts maybe five minutes every training. It's not a common thing to be on him. Um, fish, or even I was thinking earlier today, we have a player named Woody, Sam Wood. Um you can hear him getting pretty frustrated during trainings, during games, and kind of same as another player we had, Andrew Matthews. But you can like when he gets pissed off, he kind of gets this high pitch, like, <laughs> like whether he's yelling at an umpire or a player. Fuck or, Brian, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> oh, I do love when somebody mocks somebody like that. It's fucking my favorite thing. Um, okay, so you've actually mentioned quite a few nicknames during this, and we spoke to a few clubs and. I actually don't have nicknames, but you guys have obviously got a few. But who has the best nickname at the club? Uh, I would I would go with uh, Pubes. That's a that's a good one. Pubes or Jesus? Those those two always uh, give me a chuckle. Jesus has a background too. His first like I brought him to his first footy game, and he's a bit of a weird weird guy, which is awesome. Uh, but he shows up and he's all in white, like he's in white, just non. I don't even know what you call it, like a, a karate suit or whatever. And he's got like a little cowboy hat. He's got really long hair and a big beard, and he's all in white. So that's how he got his nickname, Jesus. And he added to, uh, we only have permanent posts in one end of our field. The other are temporary, so we have to put them up and take them down every game. And 
Um, he was taking the long walk from one end back towards our like storage area, and he's got, you know, how big are poles? Like nine meters. He's got them laid out like this. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is a good one. Pubes, scoops is a good one. Uh, we are on our way back from Ottawa or up to. I think it was both ways, up and back from Ottawa. And uh, the one guy who was driving us, Ned, his van is like no air conditioning. The window's barely open. So he's, Scoops is holding his hand out the window like this. And Ned's like, stop scooping air. And like, as the, the <laughs> all the way up, we're just, he was Scoops. Oh, what about pubes? How did that come? Because we had a pubes at our club for a while. And uh, it's quite the story that so, I probably can't tell. But how did he get that nickname? Uh, so so Scoops, Scoops and pubes are actually good friends. And uh, so Scoops was one that told us about it. So they used to play hockey or whatever and in the change room because, uh, you know, pubes, he had uh, ginger pubes. So his actual nickname back then was ginger pubes. But that's just too hard to say on the field. So we just started calling him pubes. He doesn't like it, but that's the best part. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. You want something they don't like. <laughs> yeah. They eventually get around to it sticking and then they accept it. Um, so, which two blokes at the club have got the biggest bromance? Uh, I go with the pickle partners. No, um, yep. <laughs> there you go. Uh, a, so nickname, one of, a nickname for the bromance. <laughs> yeah, so one one is Fish, and then the other one is uh, Junior. So, he's actually team captain of Team Canada. Um, and basically, at our sponsor pub, they, they always give pickles on the tops of the burgers. And they basically always fight for the pickles, and... The one time I think they actually bit the pickle together, so we started calling them the pickle pickle partners. I think it was Lady and the Tramp style. Yeah, and now, exactly. Like, in our in our group chat, you know, you can change nicknames on like Facebook Messenger. Yeah. There, uh, pickle partner number one, and then in brackets top, and then pickle partner number two, and in brackets bottom. <laughs> the great thing about that nickname, like the nickname for him, though, is it could mean so many things. Depending on how you want to take it. And it's almost like a like the story is funny enough, but you can almost sit there and go, "I'm not going to tell the story. Let your imagination run wild with that one." <laughs> Where did pickle partners come from? Where do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah that. It's, uh, it's gone. But yeah, yeah, nickname for the bromance straight away. The um, you know some clubs that they couldn't quite work out if they had bromances, and straight away, bang! Not only did, is there a good bromance gone, but they had a nickname for it. That's gold. So. Maybe we need to get some nicknames going for our bromances at the uh, club. We could, mate, but I reckon a few of the bromances at our club would be pretty uh, complaining about it. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> just get a pickle. It brings everyone together. <laughs> yeah. um, but thanks a lot for joining us, guys. We appreciate your time. And where can everyone go to follow along with the Gargoyles and check out your socials and uh, you know possibly hit you up if they're over in uh, Canada at any point? Yeah, everything of ours is pretty much Grand River AFC. Um, so GrandRiverAFC.com, uh, Facebook at Grand River AFC, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, we've been doing this digital footy competition. I know you guys were talking with uh, Toulouse and Calgary about it as well. Um, one of the most recent challenges was to do a trick shot. Um, so I even started TikToks, the new little social media buzz is going on so i started one of those as well and posted all our trick shots so far and hopefully when we get back to actually playing footy and being back together we can create some more content and have some fun 
Yeah, awesome. We'll have to check out your TikTok and see those trick shots and how are you going in that digital footy comp here? Yeah. I saw Toulouse doing all right. Yeah, they're strong. New York is strong. Calgary is strong. I think we were top of our conference. Um, and then this week, it's kind of like a free-for-all. You don't have a direct opponent like you were in the other weeks. Um, so we're just doing as much fitness as we can, vlogging our minutes, and then hopefully end up on top. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, thanks again for joining us. Best of luck with all that stuff. Hopefully you guys get some footy by the end of this year and, and hopefully Beans can uh, get over to Australia and play some games for the Canadian team and in the International Cup next year once they uh, get that going. Uh, is there anything else, Edgar? I just want to thank you guys for joining us. I know it's quite late on a Friday, after, uh, Friday afternoon, Friday evening over there. I uh, appreciate you guys taking the time out to talk about yeah, the gargoyles, it's still just, it's, good. it's top of my list at the moment. I've had, we've had some good names, but gargoyles is right at the top of that list. Um, yeah, thanks, guys, for joining us. And you know, when you get across here, Baines, mate, make sure you make that pitch stop by Melbourne and you know, get your game for the Cobras. Definitely. Thanks for having thanks. us on. Yeah, thanks for having us, boys. Oh, thank you. Thanks for watching the Cobra cast with the present VP. And if you need somebody to talk to, why not contact New Life Psychology in Berwick? They are now taking phone appointments. Or you could head to otlr.com.au for tips and info. And we are supporters of TAC's Towards Zero campaign. Head to towardszero.vic.gov.au for more info because zero is the only acceptable number. Hey Siri, play the Cobra Cast with the present VP. Now playing podcast Cobra Cast with the present VP.